This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. These guys survived the David Kahn era of Timberwolves basketball and live to tell about it. It's Flagrant Howls. There he is. Kyle is alive. He's back. Have you slept? Weren't you on like a red eye last night while the Timberwolves were uh, getting beat by the Jazz in Summer League? Uh, well, I'm coming off of the 4th of July bender that I think I told you about. And now <laughs> I had two days back home and then I was out in Vegas. No, no sympathy needed. I imagine what I've done in the last week is somewhat similar to my friends who have children. Uh, but since last Thursday, I have probably slept 10 hours, uh, averaging about two a night. I uh, became a YouTube star over the weekend, trying to upload and download videos from hotel Wi-Fi. Every, uh, as you know, Phil, Vegas dinner uh, starts at 11 p.m. So that's always fun. Uh, just, do they just hand out like summer league polos to everyone in sight? Is that dude, what someone happened? actually did? Or someone did actually you buy did that? Did you no, buy someone that? actually gave me this uh, big networking <laughs> opportunity. So I befriended someone who knew of someone I knew and they're like, yeah, here's some free merch. I was like, that sounds great. Wow. If you don't come away with some summer league merch, I mean, what are you even doing down there? You know, if any, um, I would wear a polo that basically supports anyone. I'm a big polo guy, especially golfing. So free polos was like probably the number one thing that happened to me this week. Well, number two, because I have a good story for you. Yeah, where do you want to start, man? Like you, you, you were down there. You were in <laughs> Vegas for several days. You took in. Uh, you, you were courtside for the first summer league game. You were, you were blackjack tables with uh, luminaries. So I'll just kind of throw it over to you, man. Wherever you want to start I mean, here, I don't, in your uh, summer league recap. Again, just I just wrote a bunch of notes down. I was doing my doogie. Uh, have a notebook. This is gonna be a lot of names dropped, but I, I think that's why you sent me there to go. So yeah, I flew in Friday morning on like the earliest flight. And the first thing I noticed as I'm walking to my seat in like 10B was Joe Cronin, Blazers GM, was sitting two <laughs> rows ahead of me. Uh, so my first thought, and I think you'll get a kick out of this, I was like, maybe I should just try, you know, on phones now or on planes, one of the cool things is the young kids just try airdropping random photos to people. I don't know why. Like, it's Is this like gen- a TikTok? I don't know. They're just like prank or something. Anyone whose airdrop is on. So I was like, well, hell, maybe I'll airdrop some Cronin Towns highlights to Cronin and just be like, hey, have you, have you seen this guy? He would wow. help you. See, um, I was I was told that maybe you're a little too hard on Carl Anthony Towns. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that. No, wait, so, wait, wait. Uh, so wait, so you were you were two rows behind the Blazers, Jim. Were you were you sitting first class from? No, Portland he to- was like the last row. I'm not sure that there was a five through nine. Now that I think about it, but I was just two rows ahead behind him. But no, just normal hardworking man. Uh, c- commercial flight for me, but he was there. And then on the way back, this one was the weird one. Last night, Red Eye got back at like one a.m. Jeremy Grant. Blazers forward who just signed, I think, like for 160, was just in my exit row. <laughs> it was just Jeremy Grant who wa- must have Jeremy, bought two seats. Maybe the first me. check hasn't cleared yet, but like you can fly private now, man. I know there's you like can, Jeremy. There's actually fly a seat now. in first class if you want to just go take that. I don't think people are going to know, but he had a hoodie on and he was. I don't think he wanted to talk. So, uh, yeah, got in on Friday. The Wolves kicked off kind of summer league right uh, with the first game. From a game standpoint, it was really cool to see Leonard Miller play. Josh yes. Minot, Wendell Moore suited up in that one. Couple, everyone's probably watched a highlight or two of that. Dane and I did kind of a recap after that game, but Wendell Moore looks bigger. Um, 
but I think he was like one for nine from three at one point or just yeah. it's a thing, man. If, if he's got a he's he's got a knockdown shot. I mean it's it's a it's summer, it's two summer league games so far. Right. Yep, he's yep, got yep. he's got a knockdown shots if he wants to crack. If he wants yeah. to be the version of this sort of like utility player vision that they have for him, right? That's great, awesome, but you know, Jordan McLaughlin's not gonna see the court this year because he can't knock down a shot. So mm-hmm. Yeah, my biggest takeaway from Wendell, again, he didn't play on Monday. He had like a knee soreness thing. He is, he is a, you'll say this about a lot of the young guys. He's a fantastic kid, but my concern is that he has more skill, I think, than Jarrett Culver did. And Jarrett Culver was a top, you know, 10 pick. Wendell was late 20s. But Wendell just doesn't seem like he has a lot of confidence right now. And that's kind of a big thing. Mm. I mean, he can defend. Again, he can, you know, he can make some plays. He's, Finch described him during the game as like a utility infielder. So, he can kind of do a lot. You know, he's probably going to bat low in your order. He's always going to be the fifth best player on the floor for the Wolves. But if he can't make a shot, it kind of gets you those Jarrett Culver vibes where it's like, okay, so you can do a lot of other stuff. And he doesn't even have like Culver's length. But he was the, I mean, he wasn't even the most impressive guard. I thought that Brandon, I think it's Brandon Williams from Arizona. He's mm-hmm. really cooked these last couple games. Maybe he's a two-way guy or maybe he fills that last roster spot, but I think Brandon Williams should at least be in the league, but it was all about Leonard Miller. It was all about Josh Minot. You know, they had two massive games. Leonard Miller's first game was a double double. Uh, but then after it, talking to them post game and like getting to just hang out with them a little bit, they both just have that chip on their show. I mean, Josh Minot, we've now talked about for like three weeks is a guy who is so tired of like playing in Des Moines or not being a part of the rotation. And he's much more businesslike. Uh, he also mentioned that he hates breakfast. He was, he was complaining after wow. the first game because not complaining seriously, but he's like, yeah, you know, I just didn't have a lot of energy. He's like, these early games are, are tough. And I like, looked at my watch. I was like, buddy, it's like, it's like, four he called it a mo- he called it a morning game. He called right? it an early game, which technically it was probably okay. the earliest NBA game he's played. But I was like, dude, we're like an hour away from like a Miami start, like in the regular season where it's like four o'clock now on the West coast. So he, uh, he said he was going to work on his nutrition a little more. He doesn't really wake up and have breakfast, but just a, a, a funny. Is he a, is he a faster or does he, does he just not like breakfast foods? I think he just, you know how he's like, what, still 20. I'm sure he woke up at like 11 and they gave him like a, I don't know, a Pedialyte. And was like, all right, can you give us 20 and 10 in like two hours? Uh, but yeah, he said he needs to work on his breakfast nutrition a little more. And then Leonard Miller was just really funny. He One of the things I wrote down that he, he comped himself a little bit to Lamar Odom. So I don't know if he's seeing that. Because, you know, from a media standpoint, we're kind of using some of those comps. But he's just been impressive. I mean, Josh hasn't hit a three yet uh, in the first two summer league games, which is like we need everyone on the team. We need you to kind of be able to space the floor. I think Josh has used his height and size a little bit more. Still a little skinny, but he's put on weight. But Leonard Miller, I mean, talk. I will also say this because you hear people say, oh, I talked to this exec or, you know, I talked to this person. That's actually true. Everyone in the world, this is the Super Bowl <laughs> for for NBA. It's not because or All Star now has become so lame and so corporate. And the finals are really only two teams. Summer League is the Super Bowl. I mean, every single person's there, and everyone just has polos on, and everyone just wants to talk to you because is they're that, all. So you because you, I was asking you like, hey, where are you going to stay a couple weeks ago? And you said Resorts World because that's yep. where the Timberwolves are staying. I didn't realize is that where all of the teams stay. It seemed like everybody was at Resorts World. Well, I mean, that's because, I mean, Dane and I were there. But no, uh, I think there was six or seven teams, six or seven teams at the win. Okay. Uh, a couple of state at the Cosmo and Ari. I mean, they all kind of resort world, by the way. Quick pivot. Hidden gem. Uh, oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's it's kind of, it's over like down by the West Gate. It's like way, way down. 
it, yeah, it's like it's like two miles up from like Park MGM and all these yep. other. I mean, you get to it's a haul, but yeah, it's it's completely on the other side of the strip. It's kind of like the last real resort before it kind of fades into oblivion. That's where they're actually going to build the NBA stadium is on that side. Yeah, baseball stadium on the complete other side, where like Tropicana is. Uh, but it's a really nice hidden gem, and there. I'll say that I said this to you last year when I did this. I've said it every year. I've gone to summer league now, which is probably a dozen times. If you either are just an NBA fan or you have kids or you want to get into the industry or whatever, this is the number one thing to go to because again, everyone is there and everyone's down to talk. You don't have to have a credential. Just, I don't know. Maybe wear a Timberwolves polo, but they're like, Oh, you know, who do you work for? What do you do? Did you, did you wear your summer league polo the whole time? No, 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 no. I was, uh, I was as, <laughs> older just love the summer league yes yeah, handing uh, out summer league brochures <laughs> to people <laughs> rolling over in the grave uh i was in a backwards hat surprise surprise and like shorts and some jordans uh i was i took it pretty casual but as as most do i mean this is again it's a, a networking opportunity but it's people love to talk so when you hear these execs and stuff like oh i talked to this exec i did i talked to execs and they're just wow basically you. I mean, they're like you like they look they're nerds who are like yeah i'll give you some stuff like i and their takeaway everyone you talk to, especially on Friday and Saturday was that Leonard Miller is like, that was a mistake. Like what, no how, way. how did he like, and you watch him play for two, I've watched the two summer league games. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I obviously there's a reason why he wasn't like a top six pick or something, but dude, he's, he's going to get to like 225, 30 pounds in two or mm-hmm. three years. Mm-hmm. He can run the floor. Mm-hmm. He blocked that three pointer in the first game, grabs the so rebound cool. and then just like takes four steps from half court and dunks it. He's he's got I mean he's I, last night he drops a baseline fadeaway at one point kind of a bad shot selection situation but like how how does he fall to thirty three I have my, the same questions so what are they saying why did he fall so far and and when I say it was a mistake it was like it was a mistake that we I, there was one team that was like we had him I think twentieth on our board but we just weren't we also had a guy that was like eighteenth and we took him later in the first so yeah. it it just it didn't make any sense and the question I would ask is like. I got to talk to him on Friday. He seems like a really good kid in uh, in media scrums, you'll, which is where the guys, all the media people stand around the player for those who don't know. Uh, when you're done with a media scrum, Leonard Miller loves to shake your hand. So he shakes everyone's hand, which is kind of out of the ordinary. He doesn't really totally get media. But He'll stop doing that in about two years, I'm guessing. Once Yeah, once he starts listening to this and we criticize him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just like, what's up? What, did you have a red flag? I know you probably can't share everything, but like, was there a health thing or a personality thing? And they're like, nope. Super clean report card. Uh, we just, we, and you go, and this one guy was like, this happens, right? He's like, everyone now wants to reference the Jokic thing, which Jokic probably had red flags, but he's like, sometimes guys just fall. And sometimes you make promises during the combine or stuff. And you're kind of locked in with that player's agent. And it's like, Mm. oh shoot, like now we got to go take John Doe, but we really like Leonard Miller, but we've already kind of made that agreement. So Leonard Miller was a star uh, on Friday. I thought he was kind of a star again last night. Mm -hmm. He has a lot to work on for sure. But Finchie really likes him. Uh, the organization is really high on him. And he's going to serve, I think, a really important role on this team. I don't know if it's going to be in the first 40 games of this season. But he's just too good and has too much energy. I mean, he really is like that Vando for them with maybe a potential to have a, an outside game. So yeah. I would be shocked if he's not at some point spot start, guy gets injured, if he's not like somehow in the 9-10 man rotation this season. What's the – just kind of zooming out beyond the summer league games – I have a question that I'll I'll just shut up and let you get back to oh, your notebook. What was the general vibe? Not from like 
internally? Because I know like Chris Finch was on uh, Dave Moore's podcast. Did you talk to enough people with other teams or, or media members from outside the Wolves sphere to get a feeling of how does the league perceive where the Timberwolves are at right now? Yeah. And there it was cool because it made me feel smart. Their internal league view on the Wolves is that just like we overrate some of these picks. And I don't mean the players, but like just the picks. Like it is cool that the Thunder have 25 firsts in the next seven years. But as one guy was like, they have 15 roster spots. So it's great to do some of that stuff. But it's also like if you have a bunch of chips and you never actually use them to try to win a big hand what's the point of the chips, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they still were kind of will make a joke here and there. It's not all pro, right? They're like, oh, you know, that Gobert trade, but it's they've come around on that this is a really, really deep, talented roster, one that still doesn't seem like all the pieces fit. Uh, and that's one one person who, this is not breaking news, everyone in the local media said this, but they're like, 100% chance within the next 12 months they move Nas, Carl, or Rudy, just because they get the CBA a little more, they understand it, and they also see in Vegas, like, why would you need all three of those guys taking up, you know, over 50% of your cap or whatever when like Leonard Miller can just give you some of that stuff, right? Or right. Josh Minor can give you some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I would say if you wanted to stock up, stock down, this is probably the bull. I mean, they're way more bullish on the Wolves, I think, now this year than they were last year. And that's weird because the Wolves were kind of the star of Vegas last year, yeah. four or five days away from making the Gobert trade. And of course, I mean, Anthony Edwards being down That's there the big and, one, yep. and doing the media rounds. And then, you know, the Wolves just absolutely bravo to the Wolves for just hammering the marketing budget the last <laughs> week. Dude, there was, dude, yesterday, I said people were sending me video yesterday of a plane flying around. So there's been, it's been like four days of planes flying around the Twin Cities with Anthony Edwards banners, but he, he, they had the, uh, the resort world takeover on the LED screen and stuff. But I, I got to think that, no matter what's going on with the rest of the roster and what are they going to do with the three bigs? And if you're Carl Anthony Towns, you would say F and watch us. As he said, again, <laughs> the summer of cat trash talk. Um, it just, everything just feels like it'll figure itself out over the next three to five years. If Anthony Edwards continues on the, the path that he's on, right? Like that's another question I have is how does the league and the, just the buzz around summer league feel about Anthony Edwards place in the NBA right now? The, the best way I can put it, especially like just the buzz around him, uh, he is continues to just get bigger and he's found now his niche and that is cut off hoodies because uh, he's got big <laughs> arms. So he just wears cut off hoodies. That's also, your niche too, I've seen. Yeah, yeah that's like, but it was a buck 10 in the desert. So he must have not had to stand in the Uber line like I did. But I would say there's as many Anthony Edwards jerseys at Thomas and Mac and at Cox Pavilion as there was any other player. So when you start to say things, I mean, we, you and I do it all the time that he's going to be one of the faces of the league or the face of the league. I think sometimes people push back because they're like, well, but it's Minnesota. I don't think that matters when it comes to face of the league stuff. I mean, Tim Duncan was a, was a face of the league in San Antonio. I mean, it's. And winning helps, right? Like, I don't think you can be the face of the league if you're 25 and 57, but just people really love that kid, love the energy everywhere he goes. Uh, yeah, and the shout to the Wolves again. Like they kind of went out of their way to make it a big weekend for him. It's it's funny because I I landed on Friday morning and the first thing was like just changing it over to that game because the Wolves played the first game. But the, my last event was last night while the Wolves were playing their summer league game. Don't ask me how the scheduling works there, but they had Ant's press conference to officially announce his extension. So like it all started with the Wolves summer league team and 
throughout the weekend, but that is all per- tertiary to the biggest moment of the weekend was the last thing I did before I got on a plane. That's that kid got his money, um, got to hang out with kind of the people. All these guys have teams, right. Or friends, you know, you start to get into the league, you trust less and less people. So like if I was in the league, Phil wouldn't have a job because he would just be on my payroll and he would just be kind of coming oh, around. Be great, dude. Yeah. I mean, I would just be like, I'll just like put content on your YouTube channel. Basically is what I would do. <laughs> I've learned that YouTube is hard. So again, shout out to you for being really good at this, but no, but one of the, I think you teased this story with uh with Judd and Declan the other day, but so Friday was like the Wolves game, and then that was the Wemby night too. So that was a big summer league game. You're at the arena for 12 hours. Saturday was kind of more chill, and that's when you like sent me the photo and like there's the banner and there's Ant's face all over Resort World. They should have just if you want to contract with me, they should have used that sphere, which by the way looks cool on social, on TikTok, on Twitter. It is actually 30 times cooler in person. It is a spaceship. It is. Perfectly circle, which I still don't, my dumb brain can't even figure that stuff out, but they should have rented that and just put like a million ants crawling over it because that would have <laughs> been cool. Uh, but no, so Saturday was also like NBA con. That was the day they announced the in-season tournament. Uh, Ant was a representative of that. It was kind of crazy, but when they brought out each star player, Trey Young, Kate Cunningham, Ant, Paulo, uh, they would kind of like boo the player a little bit if like there's a lot of Lakers fans, Celtics fans, being those big fan bases in there, right? So Trey Young comes out and he does his little ice cold thing and people are booing him. And comes out, he had probably just as loud of an ovation as like Wemby. So him in and of himself is like increasing the Timberwolves brand. But yeah, so big day on Saturday. You sent me that photo. He signs, I think, the deal officially that day for $260 million. Four hours later, it's towards the evening on Saturday. Dana and I finally had a break. So we're like, let's... Let's go have dinner, which is not till like 11, I guess. But let's go play cards. We finally haven't gambled. So we're at Resort World. We go. We're just, you know, concourse level. Like, let's just go find a blackjack table. 25 men by 7 o'clock that night. And Dane's like, oh, that's I know that guy. I got to go introduce it to you. So Wait, were you, were, you, were you guys playing the 25 men blackjack tables? We were. Well, yes. That's aggressive, man. That's a great. It's pretty aggressive. Well, it's aggressive. It's I mean, a bold play, you, dude. Okay. Side pivot again. Unless you want to get off the strip or something, you know. They basically have them on like timers, but by a certain point at night, like I don't even know where you would be able to play. Like my comfort zone's 10, if you want yeah. to be honest, but I don't know where you can even play 10 men on any of the, you know, even above average resorts. Especially it's- like if they know that there's a bunch of NBA players and their friends running around, yeah. like th- that's a great night to just say, you know what? Everything's going to be 25 men or higher, preferably higher. That's like and their night to pull in more rake, right? Well, and for uh the six U- or UFC listeners on this pod, like it was also a massive UFC card that night yeah. too, which was at T-Mobile. Week. So Vegas, I have no idea. Logistically, and the World Series of Poker main event yes. started over the weekend too. Yep. Just down the street over at Horseshoe, which it's it's cra- that I don't know if that city's gonna be able to figure it out. Uh traffic was an absolute nightmare. Like you could Google map it and be like, Oh, you're four minutes away from Thomas and Mac, but in a car that's actually sixty-two minutes because as they're doing hosting all these events, they're also just prepping for F1, which is going to be probably the biggest moment in Vegas history from like a European, Saudi Arabian, just visitors, financial investment, all the money that's coming in for that. So, yeah, crazy. So, yes, we had to play 25 men, a little outside the budget. But uh, we go and meet Trey, and I didn't know who Trey was. But Trey is one of kind of Ant's confidants and does a lot of his social, and he's a videographer, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. So we see Trey at a blackjack table. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm probably going to sit down and try to lose some money here. And then I look over and there's 
many more people standing up behind this guy at this blackjack table. There's only two people playing, and one of them is Ant. Cut off hoodie. Same thing he was wearing when he signed his contract extension. Hat looking forward. I think he had like the sandals and socks on for a while. So you know you've like just worked your way into bleep yep. you money when you can just kind of roll around in whatever you want, right? It's it's My he's dream. reached like the Steve Jobs level of I can now wear cut off hoodies, I can wear flip flop sandals and socks if I want to. Because screw you, I'm yep. Anthony Edwards. Yeah. And in doing this long enough, or I don't know, just getting older, I don't really get starstruck. I mean, I talked to Ant multiple times, uh, but. Like I, like, I like bears. So if I saw a bear, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's cool. But if I saw a bear drinking coffee, which are two of my favorite things, I'd be like, oh, that's pretty sick. So Ant, not that starstruck. Ant playing blackjack was like, oh, my God, like a little starstruck. So I'm watching him play. He has no idea what he's doing. Uh, I, but he's competitive as hell the whole time. The story starts, though. This guy standing behind him. I didn't grab the name, but uh, had like an Anthony Edwards big gold chain on hat. Points across the table at me. There's probably a dozen people around that whole thing. And he looks at me and he goes, Hey, I know you. And for better or worse, I bleep my pants because, like, I don't know who you are and I am out of my element. Oh, my God. You're thinking, like, who do I owe money to now? Yeah. Like, what did I say? Like, who's going on? So he comes over and he's like, uh, basically, he's like, yo, I love this. I love what you do. You make me so, or make me laugh. Like, uh, you do that show with Mickey. And I'm like, (laughs) frozen in time. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And Dane nudges me. He goes, I think he means Mackie. I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) And he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, you guys make me laugh all the time. The algorithm He's like, that always pops up and stuff. And then he was like, I appreciate how, because it's all Ant's team at this point. It's just me, Dane, and all of Ant's friends. And he's like, really appreciate how much, uh, how much you guys, you know, support, support our friend and stuff. And it was a cool moment because I was congratulating them. I was like, I know this is this kid's day, but. It take you know as Trey said, it takes a village, and he he like Ant does with his teammates. When Ant's like, I want to defer all the, the success to my teammates, mm-hmm. he does that a lot with his friends. I mean, these are the guys he's grown up with. So I had to clarify that it was not uh not Mickey, it was Mackie, and then he, whatever. Honestly, whatever Anthony Edwards posse wants to call me, like I they can call me Bob, they can call me Fred. All, thank all, thank you for consuming flagrant. Yeah, I, say, I think they're I think they're consuming the pod is the the vibe I got. Also, again, just all of them are really really nice guys. Uh, they did he did push back a little bit. Uh, to, I'll keep it PG. I'm not going to say everything that was said here, but uh, definitely was like y'all are cooking cat a little too hard. Uh, and again, I go, I'm not sure that was me, but I will take I will take that and bring you're, it back. For you're the more you're much more like middle of the road when it comes to crime. <laughs> yeah, things yeah. Down, so. Yep. Although you did just joke, let, let it be known that 20 minutes ago when we started the episode, <laughs> I wasn't the one that was trying to airdrop cat trade ideas to the Blazers GM on a plane. Okay. I was just trying to make make a connection. So hater, they, they were they were they were they were they were big fans of that. So yes, I'm at this blackjack table. I've met all Vance friends. Some of them are listening to the pod. They said we we're making them laugh. Take it easy on Carl. But then, then the best moment of it is, is that Ant is. Three hours earlier, had just signed a contract for two hundred and sixty million dollars. He too, because then by this point, I'm, I look at Dane. I'm like, can I just play? Like, I don't like. I don't know if that's even wrong professional, but there's a spot. Like, I just want to say that I play blackjack next to Ant. He's like, you got to get in. So I sat down. I'm shoulder to shoulder with Ant. I'm playing twenty five min. The two hundred sixty million dollar man is also playing twenty five dollar minimum, uh, not a dollar more. And it doesn't matter that he doesn't know what he's doing. And it doesn't matter that he's playing the lowest level you can play. He is competitive as bleep. <laughs> and the whole story comes full circle because the so Ant is losing some hands. He doesn't really get it. 
uh, it was a free blackjack or a free blackjack table. So it's one of those like kind of spinoff games where if you ever want to double or whatever, you get a like it's free. But then 22 is a push. That's okay. a lot for me. It was even more for Ant, who just wanted to gamble but didn't know what he was doing. Um, why, but, why do they keep scooping chips away from me and asking me to put more out? This so is- when he would lose a $25 chip, he would just be like beside himself. And I'm just like thinking like, man, we do not have the same budget here. But the dealer's name was Victor. So Ant just called him Wemby. And every time <laughs> Ant won a hand, again, I'm trying to keep it PG here, but he would just talk so much bleep to this dealer and just oh, call so him he Wemby. was like competing he, in his mind. It was oh, the, it was the, like it was it was, it was no him versus the dealer, right? It was Anthony Edwards <laughs> versus Wemby the dealer, and twenty five dollars yeah. was on the line. And every time he won, he would snatch his chips like he was going to leave the table and just say some stuff that I definitely don't want to repeat on here. And it was so funny. Did and the, it was, did the dealer know that he was Anthony Edwards? Not a clue. Not really? A clue. Not oh no, I swear to God, not a clue. Because when they all and ended up busting, he only had like a hundred bucks on him. Ended up busting. Uh, and like left <laughs> and you know like if he would have lost the game said some uh comments on his way out to Wemby just about how I'll you know that, that not a big fan of you uh and then the guy's like I'm, who is that and Dana like he uh he's an NBA player he's like oh and we're like yeah he just signed for 260 million and the guy was just like oh probably wish I, he would have won he maybe would have tipped me so <laughs> and did come back a little later um and kind of went pretty big bet uh a couple let's say a couple hundred bucks and won a hand and celebrated, in my opinion, as hard as him and Pat Bev celebrated that playing tournament. He was just, he took all his chips, said a couple pretty crazy things, and then just went to cash it out. But all in all, the whole story was that Ant's playing minimum blackjack a couple hours after signing for generational wealth and is so competitive that, I mean, his friends are like, this is just what it is. And when when we had Finch on Dane's pod the next night or on Sunday, he said it too. He's like, it doesn't matter if he's playing bowling or if he's playing cards on the plane. Like this is just how he is. And it's a fun little story that I witnessed in Vegas, but it also is a reminder that this kid is, it doesn't matter. I mean, it really like, it's not, he doesn't say it for show. Like if you put him on a golf course, he's not going to have a, any idea how to swing a club, but he thinks that he's probably a six handicap. So his confidence level was not hurting. And it was cool that he had a lot of his friends in town and some family, like, it was a big weekend for him, uh, and I had to tell you that I tried texting that night. I think it was kind of late, and I was uh, I had had one or seven beverages. But cool to hear that they support the pod. They're really good people. He's got a good team around him, and it's thirty thousand feet out. It reminds you that you know this organization that still has so many holes and issues and question marks. I've never felt more confident just because that was a kid. He's a good kid. I mean, there's so many things you can do after signing two hundred sixty million, and your face is splattered across the hotel that you're staying at and all he wanted to do was just talk shit to the dealer for 25 minutes and that was that was pretty cool it's Mackie here and a shout out to claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples even so i am an allergy sufferer and it's uh it's rough sometimes with stuffy runny nose for me it can be like dry scratchy eyes throat even just feeling tired Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief. 
just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D or ask for Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. That's Claritin.com. Use as directed. I think I think it's awesome. I I think the, the question for us now is what do we, or maybe more specifically, what do I do uh, with this information that <laughs> maybe may, maybe maybe I'm being too hard on? I mean, the fact that we praise Anthony Edwards more than pretty much anyone on this podcast, rightfully so, right? Should I? Do you think I should take his and their word to heart and lay off? Because I, I I think I do feel like I bully Carl sometimes. I I don't want to I don't want to feel like a bully. He does drive me nuts with some of the things he says, but I'm willing. Like here's what I'm willing to say. I mean, there's nothing he can do until he gets on the court in like four months from now. Anyway, mm-hmm. right? Like there's mm-hmm. not a regular season game until what? Late October, early November. And so I'm willing to let past frustrations be past frustrations and give him a runway to go do his thing in 2023-24. He might irritate me at some point in November or December, but I'm willing to call a truce on this end with Carl. And he can he can go and, hey, You've been trash talking this summer. It's been a blast. A lot of things. GQ magazine over here, Pat Bev podcast over there, NBA con. I'm willing to just sort of take a step back and uh, and cease fire. That's that's my commitment for now. Going back to talking to someone from another team who's who's kind of my age, so he's kind of more like a friend. I'll let him say what I think, but he did say in having multiple conversations, multiple, you know, like they're probably going to trade one of those guys at some point, one of the bigs. Uh, he goes. It seems like you, you saying to me or like the fan base or whatever, or the media, he goes, it seems like you criticize Carl for saying the same things that Ant says, <laughs> basically. Like he's like, you know, Ant has said, I'm going to be better than Michael Jordan. Ant on Friday during the, the uh, summer league game was saying that like, good thing I wasn't here. I would have killed these kids. Like, and it's just confidence and bravado. And that's what we make us love him and make him go viral. See, now I'm now I'm like fighting the urge to argue like and because I can I'm tell just, you exactly what the difference is, but I just don't know whether we need to. You know, I, I, I think I, I'm willing to just say oh, whatever. That's fine. I, sure. I do. Okay. I just think I think no, one guy's been in the league for eight years and yep. just you know still and hasn't well whatever the other, the other guy is 22. But it's fine. and in to go into what I wrote, like he also talked about just I'm this guy. I'm in the league and you're not, and I don't mean that in like a selfish way or put you down, but he all these teams have these guys that are just headaches and they are a lot to deal with. And I mean, cause Damian Lillard was a big topic all weekend. I mean, the Blazers were doing a bunch of PR stuff and like that was kind of a hot button topic, but he goes, the one thing, and I've said this before, the one thing that Carl's never done to you as in the Timberwolves or the, whatever he goes, he's never tried to screw over your franchise. He goes, you don't understand how, I mean, he, he might not have elevated it. He Is that how it's have... viewed with Damian Lillard though? Oh, the it's not the low. trade. It's not the trade request. It's the demand to go to the team with no capital to trade back. The, right. The Dame. I don't know. Damian Lillard, like three months ago, I said, we've said this before. I think had the same standing as like Kevin Garnett, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, now Wolves fans might criticize that a little bit, but I mean, Dame has single-handedly brought them to the furthest, you know, one of the furthest they've won a title before him, but he's been loyal. He's done all that stuff. A lot of people are out on him because of, again, I'm talking to, you know, nerdy execs that kind of are built like me. And they're saying when the player does that, I mean, we're 12 months removed from when Dame signed for those two extra years and got 
60 million in those years where he's probably not going to be deserving 60 million. Um, and he is just screw, truly screwing over the Blazers. And then to have his agent, which is doing agent stuff, but being like, if you trade for him and you're not Miami, he's not going to report. That's like the least Damian Lord thing of all time. Like yeah. You would, I mean, that's like, I think you don't have I, a running from the grind. That's and, literally sprinting from the grind. And I would, and I would defend Damian a little bit. I, there's definitely some, I don't think either side is clean here because right, if, you're, right. if you're Lillard and, and the agent, you would say, well, look at the loyalty this guy just showed you for, you know, let's call it the last five or six years for sure. When he mm-hmm. could at any point, the last five or six years, he could have said, I'm Damian Lillard. I'm one of the best players in the NBA. I'm out of here. I want to, I want to go to Miami. I want to go to Lakers, whatever. And he is, he has stayed here hoping and, and expecting that the front office an ownership group would put competent teammates around him so that they could go and make a run. Right. And, and so like, if you're Damien, you could argue, Hey man, like I stuck it out for five or six years when I could have before yeah. injuries and in my prime, um, I don't love the, yeah, I, I think you have to give a list of like three teams, you mm-hmm. know, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like if, and if Miami, it'd be one thing if Miami actually had assets, if, okay, there's like two or three young players that make sense and then some draft picks and okay. But it's like, you look at that package and, you know, if you're Portland, and we talked about this on the last episode, if you're Portland, you have one chance in a market that doesn't attract free agents, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. chance to get, can you get 75 cents on that? You're not going to get dollar for dollar. Can you get 75 cents on the dollar for him? And right now it's like they're going to get about 20 cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. So I see it from both sides. I see why if, if you're Damian Lillard and the agent who you're looking at your own timeline saying we might have two years of peak play left. Even if we get some, you know, if we get our hands dirty here, like we have to do what we have to do to get like Miami can win a championship. That's how, that's what they believe, I'm mm-hmm. sure. So it's it's ruthless. But if he wants to win a championship, it like or you could leave it up to them and they could trade you to the Nets, which are a dumpster fire, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I so I get what he's doing, but and, and, and it's tough. This guy is in the league, so he he gets the business of it all. He was just saying that. And I, I thought maybe I coined this, but maybe I must have stole it from someone. He goes, we're just getting closer and closer from empowerment to entitlement. And it's great for these guys to be like, hey, I want out. And, he, you know, I'll go to one of these four teams. But when you start doing, I'm only going there. And then you have your agent, which, again, agents are the s- greasiest, sleaziest people in the world. But that's the job. That's part of the description. Telling other teams, like, don't trade for our guy. I mean, I don't know. Then you're starting to really screw over your franchise. Which, yeah. I mean, the Blazers were pretty, you know, talked about well this weekend because Shaden Sharp looks so good. Scoot looks so good. But it's just a messy situation all around. And it's was made me thankful that, again, going back to how his Timberwolves stock looked at around the league, um, not a perfect roster, but at least they're like, you know what? You might have to make a blockbuster trade in 12 months. But from people we talk to that are working for your team, like, it seems like it's pretty good. Like, it's a normal organization. And that's banner worthy in and of itself because the Timberwolves are – thought of as a normal organization so congratulations yeah. amazing man uh well yeah, what else do you through, have yeah we well, got like know, five, I, five minutes left here to empty the bag uh the blackjack story i didn't think was going to be well i originally thought playing craps with jalen clark was going to be the best woke up saturday morning uh hurting pretty bad advil sunglasses went and played a little <laughs> craps jalen clark was at a uh, craps table he is going to be as much as we talk about josh or leonard miller He's not going to play this season, even though he thinks he has a chance because he's so he said that they got to kick him out of the gym. Um, he kind of told me that is I don't know if this has been reported. I think it has, but that his two way is actually for two years. 
So he had signed a two-way deal. It's for two years. I think then after that, he becomes a restricted free agent. So what does that mean? That's a great deal for the Wolves is all mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Uh, he's a really, really smart kid. And I think once he cl- gets cleared to start playing, he's going to be a really good interview. He's really smart. We talked about like the Apple headset and stuff. And he was like, I wonder when they're going to be able to just put that in a contact lens. And like, I was like, I don't, dude, it is. I almost just puked on the table. Like it is way too early to talk about that stuff, but he's really smart. So I'm excited to hear more from Jalen Clark. Um, in season tournament was announced. I heard you and Judd talk about it. I don't know why they didn't just do the divisions. I thought the pool or the groups was kind of weird. Like why not just do your division, have some sort of normalcy, but I'm kind of in on the in season tournament. I love it. Well, kind think about this. What, what do they have to lose? Cause it's November. They're trying to make November and December the, the pre Christmas regular yep. season period more fun. Yep. And right now it's such an afterthought and it just, it's overshadowed entirely by the NFL. It's, it's just like the, it's like a solar eclipse of NFL. And then the NBA is just fighting for, so if it doesn't work, you just scrap it in two or three years and you just go back. I've even argued that they should just start the season on Christmas yeah, and then, mm-hmm. and then run it through just like they did. Um, one of the pandemic years, they kind of started the season later and then the, and then they ran the, uh, the NBA finals later. So I love it too. And uh, and we and we did bring up on, well, I guess on flagrant howls, which is now expanded yeah, earlier this love week. Love that. Love Judd that. Zolgad slinging uh slinging cat hate for people to to clown on, but if the Wolves can get to the semifinals and or championship game in Vegas, it runs up into the same weekend as the Vikings playing in Vegas, which could be a really fun long sports weekend. We just need the Wolves take care of business. Can you imagine? In the group stage. So much fun. Win your quarterfinal game. Let's make it happen, man. December 7th through the 10th. Let's make it an epic weekend out there. The Score North live event is going to be off the chain. Uh, I also discovered a new uh, favorite drink. um, Thanks to someone. You probably heard of him. Uh, Tom Thibodeau. I was at a bar. Uh, A lot of people there. I'm not. I'm the least important person, but he got an espresso martini. Uh, I was standing next to him. I go, I'll get one of those. And he looked at me in the gruffest of voices and just said, good call. Uh, he so, says, good, good call. Yeah, good call. Uh, so I got three of those <laughs> and then I was plastered. Uh, so, but it, it is, it's just, you see everyone. Like I was walking and all of a sudden, like at the wind, there's Kawhi Leonard. I recognized him because he wasn't wearing a jersey. He was in street clothes. Um, Jason Tatum, Shaq, Shabazz <laughs> Napier was there. That was me. It, it's just from all scales of up here to down here, Steph Curry. Uh, it is the best weekend for like people watching. Um, if you're an NBA fan, so saw Gerson Rosas, uh, everyone from the Wolves was there, except for, I think maybe Jaden who's over in Europe, just vacationing. So really good store or really good weekend. Uh, I think that's kind of, Oh, I will say too. And the ant thing last night, I took a picture of this cause it just, I mean, by that time my brain cells were cooked. I hadn't had a fruit or a vegetable in like 72 hours, but I got a photo that I posted on Twitter that right before ant went on stage to get his contract, talk to Grady, talk to Tim, talk to Finch. Uh, Glenn looked him in the eyes. He get Glenn, Glenn and Becky mm. gave him a hug and I just kind of got this photo and it was just eerily reminiscent of the Wiggins thing. And I imagine Glenn whispered to him, he's like, congratulations, but just promise me I'll get better. Now, did wait, did he, did he look him in the eyes before oh, looked, Penn hit the paper or was it technically after? Penn was on the paper, the, the, so technically the ink, different. The ink wasn't dry though yet, maybe. No, and maybe they hadn't faxed it to the league or, I mean, these hotel Wi-Fis, it's pretty tough as I've learned. So, but Glenn got to give him a hug. It was cool. It was cool to see Ant kind of end the big summer league weekend by being celebrated and being posted up everywhere. Because as Dane and I talked about all weekend, everything else we're doing here, talking about my, you know, two way deals, summer league guys, none of it matters. Really. It's how far can this kid who's 21 now and is set up for generational wealth and his, all his friends are taken care of. 
how far can he take this franchise? Uh, mm. It remains to be seen. Amazing, man. That's probably, by the way, uh, the last max contract Glenn Taylor will oversee as majority owner of the Timberwolves, right? Unless so, Jaden yeah. McDaniels comes out of the yeah, I don't. Th- the I, that's another thing here. too. Is just I don't really think anyone needs to worry about it in a sense. It'd be great to clean it up now. I, don't, I see. There's no way that Jaden has any contract stuff. This like just he can play it out, wait, put pressure on them, make them kind of like Nas kind of did in a sense. So I don't think I. I really do think, other than a couple games this week, uh, barring a big trade, and Finchie kind of hinted at the other day, just joking about how the league doesn't seem done when he was talking to Dane. Uh, I think the Wolves are probably going to go into a hiatus here for the next couple months. Um, I know we have a hurt out, so maybe I'll do it next week. But I have I need like seven to ten minutes, maybe next week, on hotel keys being required to get in an elevator oh. to go to your room. Um, keep that I'm, on the keep that near the top of the show notes for for next week. I think you and I'll probably reconvene on like Monday to sort of recap summer league and clean up some extra stuff. So yeah, because I, I have takes on this too. And I was in Vegas two weekends ago and I have even, I, I don't know if you're going to, well, I'll save it. I'll save I'm, it. I'll, I'll just, I'll cue it up, but then we need to get into it. Cause it's probably the most important note on my thing. Uh, my phone was dead. It was charging. Dane was doing a K fan hit in the room. I left my key in the room. I pretty much felt like it was the end of my life. I did not think I'd make it back to the flagrant <laughs> house. Cause I was like, I can't get anywhere. They don't have stairs. So, the, no, I'm not on the reservation for the room. Like, I pretty much was like, this is how it ends for me. And it ended up me having to ask Jake Fisher of Yahoo, who I saw in the hallway, be like, hey, do you have Dane's number? Because I don't know how else I'm going to get upstairs. <laughs> do so. you have Dane's number? And do you know if the Wolves have been back channeling uh, <laughs> any cat trade ideas? Can you talk I know I'm that? in a tank top and I smell like margaritas, but is there any way you can tell me Carl stuff? <laughs> My and- friend can- Dane's doing a radio hit. <laughs> so, uh, do- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> successful uh shout out to judd sports dad because he he got me credentialed again for this and shout out to everyone at score north for kind of sending me there but uh another good year uh big big moments for the young guys big moment for ant all the players that are support and hanging out with finchy a little bit on and off mike uh just continue to be pretty pro finch so thank you man great work kyle just awesome stuff your little summer league polo <laughs> rubbing elbows with uh max contract guys at uh at the tables uh maybe we can get finchy out on one of these Benningtons from Power Lodge or Miller Marine at some point before the summer's over. Power Lodge and Miller Marine, we appreciate them helping power us here on Flagrant Howls. If you're looking for some throttle therapy during these down months in the NBA calendar, you can definitely go to one of the three locations, Power Lodge in Brainerd, Onamia Ramsey, or Miller Marine in St. Cloud, and check out one of the over 300 pontoons in stock. That's PowerLodge.com or Miller Marine. Dot com. One more time for Kyle, everybody. Great stuff. <laughs> Appreciate you. Awesome work, dude. All right, go take a nap, rest up, and uh, maybe pretty soon here I might have to hit you with my uh, my almost finished top 100 Timberwolves list. We did the listener version. So we've got those weeks coming. We're going to get some guests on. We'll do another top 100 Timberwolves list. We'll recap Summer League. Let me have a liquid IV, and then I'll let you say whatever you want to say. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Uh, your favorite Timberwolves lifestyle podcast here, Flagrant Howls on Score North.